start building the community around your game. And this gets into a whole other episode that we basically did on why building your community is so important. Because this is a big reason as to why you will succeed or fail. Your game can be amazing, but if nobody finds it, right, then it doesn't matter. Welcome back to another episode of the Nebulous Entertainment Podcast. Today, Eric and I are going to be giving you our top five tips to making your first indie game. And we're really more speaking to solo devs uh, than we are to people with a team, but it always helps to have a support group or a team if you have one of those as well. So, Mr. Lund, would you like to kick us off with what number one is? Sure. So for step number one, the simplest step, I think, is to have a vision. And that is to kind of have a broad phase where you start with your base idea, maybe your base concept for the type of game, or the world that you want to create, or a character that you want to create it around. But that's where you start. So Right, so have your vision. I'm just saying, like, you know, you need to know what path you're heading down. Right, you need to know what you want to create. You need to know who you want to target. You know what aesthetic genre that you enjoy, um, because uh, you're doing this for a passion. Because very rarely are you going to be able to come out of the gate and afford to do this as a full time job. So you have to find what you're passionate about within your vision, and then go from there. Number two, Eric, what do you have for number two? Oh, sorry. So for number two, we oh, oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You want sure, to take it? sorry yeah. yeah. Uh, This is the planning stage. So you need to identify your scope, organize your thoughts, right? So kind of like what we had talked about a vision, you need to know like where you want to go. And then when it comes to the planning phase, you're going to float ideas, you're going to organize your thoughts, you're going to start writing stuff down on paper and um, basically knowing your capabilities. Like where, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? This way you can play to your strengths. You might be able to go find some external help for your weaknesses, or maybe you have to learn um, learn some new new things to conquer the weaknesses that you do have. You need to better understand what engine you want to be in. Do you want to be in Unity? Do you want to be in Unreal? Are you making a console game? Are you making a PC game? Are you making a mobile game? These are questions that you really should start asking yourself because these are the questions that will need to be answered before you go into any form of pre-production phase. So with that, we can get into number three. Yep, number three is a transition straight from the planning stage to pre-production, which is where you're going to essentially figure out your workflow. Once you've defined your engine, you've defined what your game is going to be for the most part, this is where you can create a game design document, you can start creating concept art, and getting into your engine to kind of experiment with what your workflow will become. Right, you're you're bringing your vision... To paper, right? Your thoughts to right. paper more so. So, sorry. Yeah, number four. Yeah, four is basically just a piggyback right off of three. You go from your pre-production phase into development. You start simply with whatever you find to be the most simple task, be it character movement or getting your camera set up or um, getting all of your other assets into the engine and getting them set up. But once you get into that development phase, you want to constantly be testing and you want to constantly get feedback if possible, because that will help you shape the game to what people want to play. 
And another factor and a little asterisk I would put here is stick to your game design document as closely as you can. Because if you don't, you end up with something called feature creep. And that can really kill production. Because it it will just... You can spin off on a tangent and be stuck there. And suddenly you're so far away from your original game design that you've wasted a bunch of time on a, something that doesn't work. Right. The process turns into a never-ending one. And you know you feel like you're not making any steps closer to actually being done with the project itself. So that's a good point, Eric. Um, do you have anything else for number four? We can hop into number five. Let's go into number five. All right. Number five is marketing. Why should people care about you? Why should people care about your game, your projects, your talent? Because if you get into game development, I mean, you're talented. It's not easy. You know, so you've made it through the vision stage, stage. You've made it through the planning stage, the pre-production stage, the development stage. Now you're at the marketing part, right? And when it comes to marketing, don't just wait until your game or your project's out and then start marketing. You need to be, you know, getting eyes on it, marketing it way before this I would say start around the pre-production phase and this is just to get feedback um, and then when you work in through like when you're working through development make sure that you're like on social media um, maybe you get an email list going to start getting some uh, some potential like internal testers right some alpha testers some beta testers and especially nowadays like use TikTok you know it, it, this you start building the community around your game and this gets into a whole other episode that we've basically did on why building your community is so important because this is a big reason as to why you will succeed or fail. Your game could be amazing, but if nobody finds it, right, then it doesn't matter. Like you, you could have spent two years on a game, but if nobody knows about it, then it's not going to go anywhere. So you need to market. Marketing is just as important, if not more important than actually building the project itself because you need people to find it. Right. Um, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy at all because there's a lot of games out there. So you need to give people a reason to care about your games and to care about your skills. Now, you do bring a certain skill to the table with your game. Every game is different, right? So every game has an advantage to some extent. And it's because it's made by different developers with different strengths and different weaknesses. Uh, so, you know, even with like the AAA studios, they play to their strengths just like you, you did whenever you built your first game. Right. So, you know, marketing it is is it's a lot, um, especially because you need to be consistent with it. You need to be, have patience with it because you're most likely not going to gain hundreds of followers every week. Uh, so it, it does get frustrating. It gets frustrating because you know how much time, money, sweat, effort, blood, tears that you've put into this project and into this game. But when push comes to shove, other people don't care. you got to give them a reason to care. Talk about what your strengths are with the game. Why is your game important? What is your unique selling point? What is your competitive advantage? These are all things that you need to address when you're marketing it. Why are, like, are people having fun with it, right? Like, make it relatable, right? If you give, if you give people a, a, an opportunity to relate to your game, to place themselves in the shoes of this character, so let them escape reality, you know, they'll keep coming back. They'll keep coming back. Look at Elden Ring. It's crazy. Crazy, man. Eric, did you have anything else for marketing? I know that you and I basically handle the marketing for Nebulos. Uh, you know, we, we keep it pretty clean, pretty professional. Um, so do you have any tips that you would like to say? Um, you know, honestly, it's 
it's been a learning curve for me, and I think that's something that you should embrace, is if, if you don't know what to do, don't fret, just start trying something. Like, putting something out there is better than having nothing out there, and that's, Cam, you're like always telling me, we just need to post, we just need to post. And I think that's the, that's probably the core foundation. Your right. quality will come in time, you just have to start the process and get yourself into that rhythm of consistently having a social media presence and you know it'll go beyond that into other marketing techniques eventually you know like ad space and things like that but for starting out utilize the tools that you can for free because there's a lot of them there's a lot of social media platforms that you know one correct post can get you a ton of interest so yep a lot that of would be my yeah that'd be my core thing is just you know try and get started yes that's you just have to start but don't start too late right so like we said don't wait until the game is done to start marketing it to people it's not that's not going to be the good way to, to go about it and you know last but not least i guess this is just a hidden tip from Eric and I to whoever watches this is you need to have a level head. Uh, so, you know, th this tip would be, I mean, you, you have to be patient. You, you have to, there's going to be a lot of hurdles that you got to climb. You, you don't get into this industry to make money as bad as that sounds. Uh, and the reason I say that is because gaming as a whole is, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in terms of revenue each year for the industry, but for indie devs, 80, 90, probably like 95 to 97% of indie devs fail before they even get a game out. If not, when they get their first game out, they just can't keep going. So you have to love what you're doing, what you're creating, uh, what you're becoming a part of, because it's not, if you, if you do it strictly for the money, you're going to hit a wall real quick and be devastated real quick when your bank account doesn't see the numbers that you think that it should be seeing. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but love what you do. I think that that's where we can end it, right, Eric? <laughs> yep. Let's just give one quick brief recap of the steps. Um, step one, have a vision. Step two is your planning stage. Step three is your pre-production phase. Step four is development. And step five is marketing. Yep. Thank those you to everybody for five. taking... Yeah, those are yep. the five. So I was just going to say thanks to everybody for taking the time to listen. If you would like to support us and dive deeper into game development, into the development journals that Eric puts together on basically a daily basis, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash nebulos. The link will be in the show description. You can also follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, to stay up with our latest shenanigans. Above all, remember that there is a story in all of us, but it's up to you to choose how you write yours.